Yeah. Yeah. Draft day. Johnny Manziel. Five years later, how am I the man still? Draft day. A. Wiggins. That other side, we stay winning. Oh, man, you know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. Yeah. Suits and ties yelling out, pay the guys, man, I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man, man. You know I had to. Sometimes I laugh with God about how you can't stop it's me. back, Judge Boys. I'm back at you again. You More draft contest in quarantine. Yeah. Lee Murray in the Lions hat. Tommy Murray back on the horn. Sure uh, Tommy, how are you? We, we've let you out of the last two uh, episodes. Uh, just overall spirits, morale, we're, we're feeling good. It's April. It's draft season, right? I'll be honest. Spirits are incredibly low, but we, oh. we, <laughs> we got it's draft season. So they, they're not there's not a floor really there. It's it's you know, I, I wish I was watching March Madness. I wish the NFL. I mean, the, the NBA and the NHL playoffs are about to start. Um, it, it, this kind of sucks, but the draft is our saving grace. And, and that's why we're all here on the horn, because we're getting into the uh, the witching hour a little bit here. Lee, Lee, you're doing well. I love the Lions hat. Yeah, man. That's been brought to the to the table today. Yes. No, I uh, I found this little ditty in my room and I uh, couldn't resist. It's April Fool's Day, and there's there's no there's no bigger way to be a fool than to represent the Detroit Lions. That's that's <laughs> a, it's, a, it's a foolish franchise uh, made of fools uh, who uh, who don't know how to use compensatory picks and don't know how to develop players and don't know ultimately how to win. So, or, or this is great players. from Lee. This is uh, uh, yeah, I know. It's nice to see some lions, uh, you know, slander. Finally, well, you got from, you got to fit it in where you can. You, you got to fit it in where you can. Can't um, ignore history. Can't ignore history. No. That of speaking not. of history, that hat looks like a Calvin Johnson draft day hat. That's that, that's the hat that I when it's, I think of. We can take a minute to notice how this is a crispy hat, it's and I will crispy, say it's the a lions hat, do white lions the, hat. The lions do white well. The Lions do white well, and they do black well, too. And I think they should incorporate a little more black into the uniform and a little more white, maybe, into the uniform, Which there too. is. There really is none, other than the gray none. uniforms. The numbers are white, but... Yep, yep. They yeah. really they, they shy away from that, from them crispy whites, and uh, I'd like to see a little more of that. But, uh, but yeah, i got to get another piece of Lions garb for, the, for this upcoming season because uh, I think it'll be, it'll be exciting. Um, let's talk about this, this episode we have coming up. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it here. First, we're going to have Tommy thoughts, Tommy thoughts, Tommy wasn't here for the, for the last two podcasts. So we're going to see kind of where his mind was going in terms of the defensive tackle and edge comparisons that we did. Then we're going to do a nice little exciting, uh, exciting, uh, first round trade segment. So both of us, uh, or all three of us have come up with two trades that we're going to propose to each, each one of each other. Uh, pretending to be GMs of certain teams making trades in the first round or hey any round of this of this year's NFL draft involving any amount of players who knows what's going to happen and then we're going to have perfect pairings so teams inside the top 10 of both the first and second rounds just seeing what types of pairs of prospects that they could come up with and things that we think would be good for the future of those teams so Tommy let's just jump in right with you Uh, in terms of the edge class and um, us talking about Yder Gosmatos, uh, about um, AJ Epinesa, about Kalevon Chasson. Where did you kind of fall in terms of those three prospects? And, and what did you think of our analysis? I thought you guys uh, were br- bringing the heavy-headed uh, analysis per usual. You know, that you guys never disappoint me. 
Um, in terms of this edge class, first off the bat, it's a pretty weak class, and Epineza is a, is a bit of a tweener. Um, I definitely like Epineza more than than you do, Adam. And I think because I view him, I don't I don't really hold him to the same, I guess, standard really as as uh, Chason and Yuturgos Matos. I mean, first of all, all three of these players are are pretty different, um, and it's kind of it's it's interesting to project all of them to the next level. I think Yutur uh, is probably the most conventional you know, base 3-4 edge rusher out of, I mean, 4-3 edge rusher out of all of them. And Chasen, I think, is more going to be a 3-4 three, a three, guy who can do a little bit in coverage and is a good athlete, but definitely has a, a lot of tools and potential. But um, I shared some of your guys' thoughts with Chasen in terms of, uh, I'm not sure if it's Chasen or Chasen. Uh, to be honest, uh, I'm, I'm kind of flying blind here. But I did, I did completely agree with you guys that, you, you know, the flashes are there, the instincts are there, the kind of raw athleticism um, and, and the way that he, he has a tendency to kind of just blow plays up, but there's not a lot of technique there, and he does seem to get overpowered um, from time to time from, from, by bigger linemen. Uh, so Chason, I, I definitely think, is a first-round player. I don't think I take him in the top 15 um, or even m- maybe the top 20. I think the scheme fit you know, is, is kind of paramount. A team like the Jets who, who need a lot of – he could you know, provide a lot of help for them. I would hate if they were to take him – uh, at 11, Lee and I were just talking about that uh, a little bit. So I think I don't think he's an elite, elite level prospect, but I do think he's worth taking in the the first round due to his tools and the the potential that he provides. Gross Matos, I, I really like a lot. Um, I think that he's another guy who has a lot of tools too, and but I think showed a little bit has a little bit more refined technique and, and wins in in more ways than uh, than on and Epinesa for that matter too. Um, I, and I think Gross Matos is probably the. I mean, as I said earlier, is kind of more of the the true edge, as with with uh, Epineza being more of a tweener. I think Gross Matos is is definitely worth a uh, a top fifteen pick, and I kind of view him, you know, as I said, as being the true edge. Is I would expect him to be the first the first edge taken. Um, and I think he projects really favorably to the NFL. I do think he's scheme diverse too. I, I, first I, first edge after Young. What's right? that? You mean? You said first edge taken after Chase Young. Yeah, obviously. I, okay. I, I, I yeah. keep. Yeah. Uh, I'm just assuming uh, it's it's crazy, you know. So there's there is a big drop off after Chase Young, which is you know more to the why this class I think is is a little weaker in the in in the edge area than we've seen in, in previous years. Uh, and just to finish up your turn, just well, just those guys like one through three. Where would you end up? I'd probably go. I think Epinesa has the highest floor, and I think Epinesa. I could see him. You, I like the, the Trey Flowers comp that you guys made. He uh, even De- the Devin. That was Taylor. Lee. I know that was Lee. And even the Devin Taylor comp. I'm, I'm on Devin Taylor I, Island. I could. I think the Lions would actually be a nice fit for Epineza. I think he uh, is could is versatile. He can play on the inside. I think he probably will play on the inside just because I think he's more of a, a universal fit there. Uh, but I do think that you know Epineza has had production. Um, I, I think some of your your knocks on him are completely are completely relevant. He's not a, a great athlete and tries to and tends to rely really just on his strength and sometimes even there he you know doesn't doesn't give his full effort. But I do think that uh, I do think that even though you know I said he has the highest the highest floor, I do think he has a pretty pretty high ceiling as well. And I I truly believe that he could be uh, you know has a, has a ceiling of being a Calais Campbell type type guy. If, uh, you know obviously that's a that's a really good player. Um, but I do think that he has the tools um, 
I, I think he has the tools to, to potentially be there. Um, I do I do think he's going to uh, you know need a, a good team. So I'd probably I'd probably go Yutur, I'd go Yutur one, Epineza two, and, and Chase on three probably. Um, Chase on probably has the highest ceiling out of out of them. I mean Yutur they both have pretty high ceilings, but Chase on is just he's an explosive athlete and he and he just pops uh, the most out of all three of them. So I guess that's kind of where uh, I I fall in this conversation. Lee, do you want to quiz him on the uh, D tackles here? Um, yeah, I guess mainly. You guys uh, have any pushback with that, or any any thoughts? I mean, we we shared our piece. I mainly just wanted you to, to get out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair, yeah I don't. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Um, yeah. What do you What do you think about the DTs? What do you How do you compare Kinlaw and Brown, or uh, how much? Yeah, I, or Gallimore and Blacklock. Where do you where do you see those guys? Yeah, and don't forget about your boy Raekwon Davis Davis too. Uh, I'll start off at the now off of Lee's draft board, by the way. Yeah, off the yeah he's on he's off my draft off the board. board officially off the board. Yeah, I'm lost. It's as it's as if he never classified. <clears throat> um, refresh my memory, Clep. You had Kinlaw at one, right? Yep. Okay. I'm. I'm but like, I, I mean, Lee and I both very much had like Kinlaw and Brown, and then a pretty you know sizable <laughs> gap between them and Gallimore and Blacklock. I yes. Think and not to speak for Lee, I guess, but we had kind of Kinlaw and Brown as both top 15 dudes. Yeah. And both Blacklock as Gallimore as guys that we could see maybe going at the end of round one, but we would be more comfortable taking them at the top of two. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree with that. Um, I guess I fall with Lee as having Derek Brown at number one just because I know – I think Derek Brown, you can make an argument as the safest prospect in the class. Like he might have the highest floor in the whole class. Um, I think it's between him or, or maybe uh, – you know, Judy, uh, I think both of those guys are just, you know exactly what you're getting. And they, I mean, from day one, I think that Derek Brown is probably going to be one of the better, you know, interior run defenders in the NFL. I just think he can do that kind of in his sleep. And, and the real question with him is he has a little bit of a limited athletic profile. And, and is he going to be able to consistently rush the passer and not be able to just so much of the way that he, you know, pressure the pocket and, and one was just with pure, pure bull rush. And you always are kind of, you know, it's always curious to see how that is going to translate to the NFL. And then Kinlaw, on the other hand, I think also has, you know, not, not the same, doesn't have as high a floor as Brown, but still is a guy who's is even more, he's more explosive um, and, you know, probably has a higher ceiling and, and still, you know, a lot of, he, he just has a, a very easy skill set to, to like, you know, scheme diverse. He, both of these guys, you can just, doesn't really matter what type of defensive scheme you run. You're going to be able to play them on day one, and they're going to be able to be impact players uh, at the next level. So I, I agree with you guys that it is, it is, it's incredibly close between the both of them. But I just think that Derek Brown is just a, a tad bit safer and, and has been producing. Uh, you know, if he came out last year, he would have been probably a top 15 pick too. So, uh, and then in terms of Gallimore and Blacklock, I, I have Blacklock slightly over Gallimore just because. I think he has a little bit more potential, and as you guys said, both of these guys are more of day two guys, high day two guys, um, potentially maybe to, to fit a team need at, going at the end of round one. But I think Blacklock just has a little bit more juice, and I just I, I like his I, I just I just like Blacklock a lot, man. I, I he's kind of I got a little crush on him. I like him as he's a little stout guy with uh, with power and and explosiveness. And Gallimore definitely has a little bit more you know refined pass rush moves. Um, and a little bit probably has a higher floor, but I think when you're going in the second round and you're trying to project these guys, I think that Blacklock just with his explosiveness, um, 
is is a, is a little bit higher for me. But they're both. I think they're both very good players and have good NFL careers. And then to wrap it off with Raekwon, uh, I agree with you guys. He, he's he's a little disappointing. Obviously, you know, has pedigree coming from Alabama and being uh, you know a top 100 recruit. And it's incredibly has great you know measurables at six seven three oh five whatever he is, but he is a, a huge projection. And I could I mean I'm not saying he plays similar to Deshaun Hand, but a guy like Deshaun Hand or you know Josh Sweat, these guys who are who are big recruits who didn't really do much in in college and then go to the NFL. And it's kind of a, a day three flyer that you're going to take on him to to kind of project and and you know get better coaching in the NFL and and get better. But definitely. Uh, you know, Medza Medza, really underwhelming uh, prospect and college career at Alabama. So that, that's it. Wrap it up. Perfect. Anything? Anything else, Lee? Tommy Chalk, man. Tommy <laughs> Chalk. Not not a lot of disagreement there. I, I like it. It's all right. Um, let's uh, let's get into our, our first round trades. I'm I'm super excited about this uh, this segment here. And uh, do you guys mind if I kick it off? I'm excited about one that I have. Let's go. Not at all. Let's so uh, I'm uh, I'm John Schneider with the the Seattle Seahawks sitting there at, at 27. And uh, I'm gonna propose a trade to to GM Lee Murray, aka Joe Douglas, over there over there in uh, in the New York Jets. Lee's been a big Jet slanderer, so I want to give him a chance to maybe. Make some moves here for for Gang Green. Um, so Lee, I'm gonna give you Tyler Lockett in my third round pick at 101 to come up to uh, come up to 11 there. You're gonna give me Tyler Lockett in a third in a third round pick. Well, yeah, but and and the uh, you know and 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 swap first. And swap. Oh, you're gonna give me the the first round pick too. Yep. You get number 27. You get number 101, and you get Tyler Lockett, and I come up to 11 because I want to get a. A big beefy right tackle to pair with Dwayne Brown. Uh yeah, I take that. I take that trade. I take that trade. Uh, I bring Lockett in. I, I, did, I didn't know. I, yeah, I didn't know if I was offering too much, but you know, I did no. my little my little draft uh, pick calculator yeah. in terms of the points, and then you know, I, it was probably a second uh, to yeah. to make up for that first round jump. But then you know, with Ty Lockett, I'll add the third, and I didn't know if a fourth would be enough to get you to. No, no, there. yeah, I like that. I like Lockett just bringing in a receiver who you know is going to be better than all of your receivers. He may not be like as you know physical and more of an outside guy like you'd be looking for in New York, but you can pair him with Crowder and uh, and Doxon and not have to rely too much on Doxon. You can you can push Doxon back to the three spot and then have more of a role for Perriman too. And can then you still get that. Uh, pick later in the first round, and uh, and you add another third round pick. I think you add a little bit more depth to the roster. I still think that you can still get a guy like Prince Teawanogo at, uh, at tackle to develop later in the first round, and then you add another third round pick, and you can maybe get an edge rusher or another piece on defense. So I think ultimately, I it definitely would be something that I'd have to consider for a minute. But I just think the Jets can take everything that they'll get here, and uh, I think. Getting Tyler Lockett ultimately is enough value to give up the one of the big four uh, offensive tackles that will be available at that spot. Uh, I, can I dissent that? Yeah, go ahead. Because I don't think, one, if you're going to take a receiver, you should just take one of the receivers at the top of the draft who are, I mean, obviously Tyler Lockett's a very good football player, but definitely have more potential than him. Or you could you still need help on the offensive line. So I think that you, 
I, I just don't see the value there for the Jets, and just because, like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, what's your your plan, really? I mean, obviously, you're getting Tyler Lockett, and you have a chance to get a developmental tackle, or you could get one of the better tackles, you know, one of the top four guys potentially. And if your, you know, your goal is to get a receiver, then you can take one of these elite high-end receiver prospects at 11 too. And then for the Seahawks. They don't have a lot of depth in a lot of places in their roster, and I think receiver is kind of one of them. And obviously they have DK, but I think part of what makes DK so special in Seattle is the fact that Tyler Lockett is kind of the de facto one and does a lot of the dirty work for them, and DK can kind of run free. Um, And obviously getting a tackle for them would be huge, but Seattle is a roster that I think is just has a lot of needs, and I don't know if they can afford to kind of – give that up. I mean, I think it makes more sense for Seattle, obviously, than the Jets. My my main point of contention, I guess, would be from the Jets' perspective taking this, just because I think it's kind of a, a lateral move. And, Lee, you brought it up, too. Lockett kind of is a I – mean, he obviously does have some reps on the outside, but he does a lot of his work from the slot, and you already have Jamison Crowder there who's been a really good slot for them. So I guess that would be my – He wasn't – I mean, he was all right last year. I mean, he, he's no Tyler Lockett. Like, Lockett's a number one – would be the – would get the most targets on the team immediately – and you'd still have a first-round pick, so would, although it would so be later. Would, so would Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, or Ruggs. Okay, if you take Jerry Judy at 11, then who's gonna? Then how are you going to address the offensive line? You could take the tackle that you wanted to take in the second round. You have a pick. In, you, uh, don't, you don't necessarily know if Wahanogo is going to be there or if Josh Jones is going to be there with your pick in the second round. Like You can't really rely on that. One of them will be there. Or Austin Jackson I just, will be there. I, I mean, just think you're overvaluing the 11th pick. I think I'd rather have Lockett 29 and 27. 27, sorry, and the Seattle third. And then you still have the Jets second round pick. So you're picking 29 and then you're picking in the second round at what 11 in the second round. And you have Tyler Lockett. So, I mean, I think I don't think that's a lateral move. I understand that it's not the best scheme fit, but I think in terms of value – that this would be a tough offer for the Jets to turn down. I mean, they get a proven receiver on their team, and they still have a, a first-round pick, although it's later, and then they add a third-round pick I while rather, keeping their second round. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Tommy, why don't you throw out one of yours, Tommy? Uh, Clef, I'll go to you. I am, Let's get out, of the, get out of the Murray debate hole. Yeah, no one, seriously. No one, no one will ever let the other person have the last say <laughs> in, 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 a Murray, in a Murray brother debate. I am a... Uh, I'm Matt Rule here, uh, and I'm or whoever. You're the, not Marty Herney. No, no, no. I'm Matt, no. Rule, I'm Matt Rule because he's running the team. He's running the team now, and I think this trade could go both ways. I've Lee and I have discussed this trade before too, so I'm throwing it to you, Clef. Um, and you are your your boy, uh, John Elway. Okay. Put your put your feet in John Elway's shoes, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm offering seven for fifteen and forty six. So Carolina moves back, and Denver comes up to get. A, and in my mind, it would be a receiver of their choosing to pair with Cortland Sutton, or if they, you know, have the hots for a tackle and they want to replace Garrett Bowles, um, that's my move. And in terms of Carolina's motivations, I see them as a team who are kind of potentially punting on this year and could afford. They have holes. They can afford to go back eight spots and get a second round pick. Hmm. So I'm uh, you're you're offering this to me as as the Buccaneers? No, 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 Carolina with the seventh overall. Pick. I know, if but I'm the, I'm the Buccaneers. On though. the year, why would they sign Teddy Bridgewater? It doesn't make any sense to me. Or did I say I, did I say John Elway? Or did I say John Lynch? <laughs> I meant Denver. Denver at fifteen. 
You said De- you said Elway. I'm saying for your co- your comment about Carolina punting on the year, it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, it's not, and that's probably the wrong word, but they're moving back eight spots, and they're getting a second yeah. round pick. No, no, no. They're, go they're go a team ahead. They yeah. have needs. Um, I think it's a good. I just we talked about this trade, Lee. I I think it, it makes sense for both teams. That's all I want to do. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Klep, yeah, I mean, Klep's, Klep's the man making Klep's, the decision. Klep's the yeah. judge and jury. Uh, so, so the, I mean, the Panthers are offering to trade back, right? Yeah, I mean. Is essentially, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think. You can swap it, it, swap it if you want, if that makes it. No. I mean, if I'm the Broncos, honestly, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I, well, I'm going to stick at 14 and just draft and like. 15. If, uh, 15 and th- I think CD Judy or Ruggs could be there at 15. If they're not, I can take a different position. I just think the the Broncos aren't exactly a team. I mean, this is really interesting, Tommy, and I we haven't gotten to Lee, but I, the trade I was going to offer to you is is a lot like this one as well. So I guess we'll get to that later. But for me, if I'm the Broncos, I'm not going to do this just because I think the Broncos have. You know, I don't think the Broncos are in any position to be moving up for a receiver in the first round and giving away a second round pick. With you, when you already have a guy like Cortland Sutton who, who's popping off, and I do agree that the receiver need is there. But if I'm the if I'm the Broncos too, I wasn't. I'm not really looking at receiver in the first round necessarily either. Um, I you might try and go. I, I yeah, I mean, I, I think you could easily take a guy like you know Patrick Queen at, at, at that spot. I know that might be a little high for what we've seen. Um, I'd have to kind of refresh myself with the the Broncos a little bit more, but. I feel like you're, any team in the NFL is always in the market for, for a lineman, and I, Garrett Bowles has been a been a disaster there. And if you're sitting at, at 15, one of those top four tackles might follow you, or maybe you want maybe a team calls you and you want to move back and maybe get to 20 and take a guy like Josh Jones. Yeah. Um. I I just feel like they would be you signed. I mean, like you signed Juwan James right from Miami, mm-hmm. and then Garrett Bowles has been a, a basically a disaster at left tackle. He's been really terrible. You signed Dalton Reisner, you signed Graham Glasgow. I think you sure up that left side with with a tackle that potentially falls to you. I'm not moving up to seven to take a, a receiver. Yeah, I guess there's some caveats. And, and 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 not even a receiver. I mean, I I or don't know tackle. if I would move up to seven anyway. I mean, it, to to take, I would be much more inclined to move up and take a tackle at seven if I see like maybe three of the guys are already gone by that point. Like say, you know, the Chargers take one, the the you know, and the Giants take one, and uh, who knows, but. I, I would not take that for the for the Broncos. Yeah, I potentially so. I'm just of the mind. I guess yeah, it's hard. I, I just have the one caveat of I'm fully expecting there to be a tackle run and a receiver run before 15. I think that's kind of just really weird. yeah. I, I I completely disagree. I, I disagree. I think that's I such a mock draft. There's thing no to say. there's no way that that's, four there's no way that the top four tackles and the top three receivers will all be gone by yeah. I by I, I doubt that. I don't see that at all. There's at, there's potentially three quarterbacks that can go. There's potentially two defensive tackles that can go. Potentially two corners that can go if someone falls in love with C.J. Henderson. I yeah, potentially, definitely. I, I think, but that's I think about, there's a lot of players that can go before. Yeah, there, there definitely is, but though. Having, and if you start to see them going, then yeah, maybe you move up, but. Those I, are two, you have two, obviously, I think Derek Brown and, and Kenlaw, you could, you could throw in the, you know, elite bucket. Tommy, here. I don't, I don't see the value in moving up for a wide receiver in, in this class. As much. Do I. Yeah, no, because I, was, I think I, it's I, so I deep, and I'd rather just take a guy like Michael Pittman in the second round. Yeah, yeah, I completely, so. I completely understand that. 
I just think Denver is they they shored up their D line. They brought in Jarrell Casey. They brought in AJ Bouye. A lot of the needs that they kind of had before the draft. They I really think it's your tackle, receiver, linebacker is kind of where they could go. And I think getting an elite level receiver who you would arguably have, you know, the a, a, yeah. you know top two pair with Cortland Sutton. You're and, taking some liberties, man. I think you're taking some liberties for Denver because although they did bring in Casey and Bouye, they lost. Harris and Derek Wolf, like they, it's not like they shorted it all up. They just replaced players with maybe players that are better, maybe players that are, are are a downgrade. But I just think that Denver is not in a position where they have the luxury of making this trade. And I think you are falling into the the lust of the receiver class this year, and how and how you know like sexy it is to to take a guy like Ruggs in Denver and pair him with Sutton, and then have Locke beaming the ball all over the field when it doesn't. Well, and it's like what always if Locke isn't even freaking good. Exactly. Know, exactly. <laughs> of course. So, like, so I, 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 I think it's more likely. I think it's more likely that Gross Matos, Xavier McKinney, or Jeff Gladney go in the top ten than that. There's a there's a both offensive tackle and receiver run in the top fifteen. I think one of those things is more likely than the other. Lee, why don't you throw out one of yours here? I'll throw out my trade. All right. Um, all right. We're gonna. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna call Klep because I'm not gonna lie I made two for Tommy so I'm gonna I have two for Tommy because okay. I had a Lions special one and I I wanted to give it to Tommy because I thought <laughs> I thought fine. he'd be a little more impartial. We've so talked Klepp, plenty gonna, of Lions. I will say the blockbuster is for you. This is the blockbuster. Okay. And it's you're the Jags. All right. You're on the clock at nine and John Lynch calls. You got okay. John Lynch calling in. And he says, I noticed with the San Francisco picks here, they've got 13 and 31, and then their next pick is not until the fifth round, right? Okay. So there's a big hole in the middle of San Francisco's draft. Draft. Mm-hmm. John Lynch offers you 13 and 31, both of their first round picks. Yeah. He wants nine. He wants uh-huh. nine. He wants 42. So second round, 42. Uh-huh. He wants third round 73, and he wants 137 and 140 in the fourth round. But you, but you don't have to give up your number 20 pick in the first round. So, okay. And I, so then I have 13, 20, 20 and 31. And 31. But you don't pick again until the fifth round. And what would pick would that be? Or the four or the late fourth round. Yeah, and what number would that be? Let me let me get over to the site here. Sorry. So yeah. So it would be sorry, thirteen and thirty one. Going to the Jaguars? Yeah. Going to the Jaguars. And then from, I keep twenty for my Ramsey pick. You I keep, keep my 20. Ramsey pick. And then you, I give you forty two, seventy three, one thirty seven. You give me nine, forty two. 73 and then 137 and 140. So your next pick would be 116. You can you can keep 116 in the fourth round. And 137 and 140 are both fourth round picks too. Yep. Okay. So after the trade, honestly, like yeah. it's it maybe and it maybe it shouldn't like even be like this. But my sticking point is just like giving up both of those late fourths. Yeah. Um, and maybe it shouldn't be at all. Yeah. Um, the way like. Because the way I'm looking at it is like, I'm moving up. Yeah, I think I'm gonna take it. Okay. I'm gonna take it because it's, 
it's the same. It's it's one. I'm I'm losing one pick overall. Like I'm losing one player uh, in terms of numbers because I'm yeah. I'm I have four and I'm giving away five. But my my four are are collectively high enough that I'm gonna definitely take that. So you'd end up with thirteen, twenty. Oh god, 31. I don't know, dude. I already have two firsts. Yeah, that's see, this I'm, is what's I'm interesting. Just, I'm just moving up. I'm just getting a third one, and it's the thirty first, and it's not even. I would, I would, I would do it, but I want to keep one thirty seven. Okay. I think I so think I, Lynch I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna counter offer you as John yeah. Lynch. I'm, I'm gonna say I'll do it, but I want to keep 137 because I'm the Jags. I'm looking to rebuild, right? I don't want to be giving away too many of these picks, even though they're later on in the draft. I'm not. I am moving back only about four spots. I can probably still get, you know, at least an offensive tackle or a Kinlaw, especially if Derek Brown falls a little bit in the top ten. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll take that. I'll take that trade but i would i would like to counter with that i get to keep 137 all right but so do you do you accept it do you accept that i accept that because as the 49ers i love this trade yep all right because you you get to move up four spots and you give away 31 but you get 42 which it may be in the second round but it's 11 picks after and then you add a third and a fourth rounder so. It's great. Completes their draft. Gives them a complete draft almost, you know? It does. And I'm going to I'm gonna piggyback off this and make Tommy an offer because it's another 49ers offer. And, okay. and i, I got to keep it in this in this tidy box. So, John, John Lynch, let's say, let's say he never... He's wheeling and dealing. Does he now have the picks? Does he now have the picks from the no, Jags? I no. wish. I wish I did that. I should have offered this trade before because this is to the Lions. This is the Lions trade. So, this is John Lynch. In the, this is in the past. This is before the Jags trade. All right, we got the Lions are on the clock at three, and Lynch offers offers you, Tommy. Tommy, you're Bob Quinn. Yeah. Lynch offers you 13, 31, and Akello Witherspoon for three and 85. Um, I don't know. I mean, Akello Witherspoon had a nice year. I don't know enough about inconsistent him to see year. Inconsistent if year. If he's going to be a, a you know a, a fit as a press man corner in in uh, Detroit and you know playing in the Patricia scheme, I, I don't know if he you know I don't know how he would fit in that. And I also I've talked to you about this, Lee. Just I I mean, if I'm the Lions, I want to trade with the Dolphins. They're the trade partner I want because they have the most capital in the draft. And, you know, if these reports are true that they, you know, don't favor Tua or you complacent with either taking Herbert or Tua, you know, that obviously would, would hamper that. But I think if I'm Bob Quinn, whoever offers me the third pick, uh, I'm going to try and pass that on to the Dolphins and try and get, you know, their first-round picks. I don't like the idea of giving up the third, and it it just depends on – it really depends on what if, is there going to be a court. Are these prospects that the Lions could use, like Akuda or Simmons or even Derek Brown, going to fall? Because I'm getting what thirteen. No. I'm getting thirteen and thirty-one. Yeah, they won't be there at thirteen. So it's like, who would the Lions pick at thirteen? You know, barring my you know my prediction coming true of four offensive tackles and, and three receivers going. You know, who are they going to take at thirteen? Are they going to you know, are they going to reach for? a CJ Henderson or a Christian Fulton or a Jeff Gladney, or I just think it's a little, if I'm the lions, I'm trying to stay in the top six. Really. I don't want to move out 
And that's why the Dolphins pick is so valuable because if you can potentially get five and 26, five and 26 straight up for three, I think is the trade. That really is, I think, a great trade for the Lions because at 20. I don't think that's a trade Miami's going to make, though. Yeah, I, I start. It looks like that is probably true. But if I'm the Lions, uh, sure, you get 31. You're going to be able to get a good player there, but you already have a pick at, what is it, 30, 30, you know, five or whatever. I mean, I guess you're doubling up. Um, and you get Witherspoon. I don't know. I mean, the. the what do you mean you don't know? You've watched him play. Like I know, you, but he, he, you've seen him. He was. You can kind of assume. All right, let me talk. He was incredibly underwhelming for his career, and then had had a good year this year with a San Francisco team that had a great year. Detroit runs a very specific scheme for the corners where they're playing press the majority of their snaps. I don't know how well Akilah Witherspoon is going to fit into that. Like I don't. I mean, he's a good player. But I'd rather have a Cuda than a Killer Witherspoon, to be honest. On a rookie contract, that's not what I'm. A- that's not what I'm but asking. No, it is what you're asking because you're asking me to no, trade to 13. It's... Lee, you're asking me to trade to 13, and it's like I could trade to 13 and get a Killer Witherspoon. I'm, and... I'm, ask, I'm asking you. I offered you a trade, and that's the trade. I'm not asking you to move to 13. I'm, I'm offering you a trade. All things considered, I'm not asking you who's better, a Cuda or Witherspoon. I offered I you a trade. Are right? you? And it's either accepting it or decline. Did you decline it or we're talking you declining about, it? We're talking about the trade, and I'm telling you, I don't see the upside for the Lions to trade to 13 when their needs, the, the guys that we'd want for them, if you know, if it's Akuda, uh, Simmons, and Derek Brown, Derek Brown might be available there. Like, who else? Who's the fourth guy that you take if you're the Lions? I'm kind of just asking you guys. I just don't really see. Ken I'm on, I mean, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on Tommy's side here for what it's Ken worth. Kinlaw or Brown if they're available. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Kinlaw uh, should be there, but I'd rather take uh, I'd rather take Akuda, Simmons, or Derek Brown than Kinlaw. All three of those guys, I'd rather have. I think, and you have a pick at thirty-five, and I guess you, yeah, you would have an additional pick at thirty-one, but you're giving up the third-round pick. Um, I just, yeah, no, I mean, I don't know if I would take the offer. I just wrote it up. Yeah, no, it's it's ambitious from from the Niners, and the assumption is the Niners are going to go up and take Akuda, right? Yeah, that would be the assumption. Yeah, I I uh, I think there's better offers on the board for for Detroit. All right, Tom. fair enough. I'll I'll do my one that was was much like the one that Tommy offered to me, but <laughs> except I'm I'm uh, Jason Light and the Bucks. And I'm giving you my second round pick at number 45 to come up with seven. And I liked this trade for me because I'm, you know, I need, to, I'm Tom Brady. I'm all in. I want to go get my tackle at seven. I don't want to see whoever falls to me. And uh, Tommy, I'm, I'm asking you to come back to 14 and just take an extra second rounder from from seven as the yep. Panthers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm 100% doing this, and I'm and I'm glad you brought that Tampa Bay up because they're they're my next trade too. So we're gonna have we're gonna have a we're gonna have a double Tampa down. Um, and it'll be a good conversation, but yeah, I'm assuming Clef, you're, tra- you're going to take a tackle there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I going think... to get my tackle. I'm going to get yeah. my guy. I'm not going to wait to see which dude falls. I'm going to go get 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 the guy that I want. Yep, and uh, I think that's I think that's great. So am I offering? I think it's a great deal for both teams. The only the only you know potential thing that would be you know. Would hold it up is it's a division rivals and you know the whole mentality of oh, I don't want to help out my division rival. But other than that club, I think it's I think it makes a lot of sense for both teams. Um, and then to segue, am I offering this to to Lee? I am right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now this is in the world where the the tackles aren't there for Tampa and Tampa trading back with Baltimore for Baltimore to just come up because they just 
They've been aggressive all offseason. They have an extra second-round pick. And this is Baltimore trading 28, their first-round pick, and 55, which I believe is the Who's, who's who here, Tommy? Who's who? Um, this, this would be – I would be Ozzy – or not Ozzy Newsom, whoever their new Eric – uh, Eric DaCosta. Eric DaCosta, yeah. And this is, yeah. I guess, a world where the caveat is there's no, there's no tackles here for, for Tampa Bay. Um, or, so, or the one that they don't like. There's one, you know – yeah, maybe three went, but there's a guy they don't want. Yeah. Exactly. Sure, sure, sure. Um, 28 and 55 for, for 14. So Tampa would be moving back 14 spots, getting an additional uh, kind of mid to, I think it's the Patriots second round pick, to be honest, um, for uh, the 14 spot. Yeah, I mean, on, on paper, I would accept this offer, but I think so much of this would have to obviously do with how the board fell, you know, and... and um, and, and what prospects would be available because there are other areas that Tampa Bay probably could improve on defense. Um, but yeah, I would definitely accept this offer. Just you know, moving moving fourteen spots back and, and adding another pick. And uh, Baltimore too, I think, kind of the reason why I wanted to offer from them because I was looking at potentially Kansas City, but just teams who are and this is their window and they're really trying to capitalize on it. And Baltimore got that second round pick from Hayden Hurst, so they still have mm. a second round pick and. In this yeah. world, they would be moving up to 14 and still keeping, you know, their the back end of the second round pick and the third round pick mm. and the rest of their draft. So I definitely, I'm expecting Baltimore actually to move up really because they are in a position where they have some. They could take a guy like Caleb on Chase on, who I think would be really interesting for them, and they need that kind of like linebacker, rush linebacker, you know, edge guy. Um, and, or they could take a guy like Xavier McKinney and put him next to to uh, Earl Thomas. So I think there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of interesting scenarios for Baltimore, so that was my trade. Lee, did you have one more? I had one more right. um, for for Tommy here, and it's um, you. You are uh, you're the Falcons uh, at pick sixteen, and the Eagles want to move up, but they don't. The Eagles want to move up, but they don't want to give up their first round pick, right? So the Eagles have that have that twenty one pick, and they don't want to give it up, and they notice that. Similar to the 49ers, the Atlanta Falcons have very minimal amount of draft assets. They've got their 16th pick, they've got their 47th pick in the second round, 78th in the third, and the third, and then two fourths and a seventh. So they've got six picks total. And the Eagles are going to offer you pick number 53, so second round 53, mm-hmm. third round 103, fourth round 127, and Sidney Jones. For that 16th pick. So you will not have a first round pick. You will not have a first round pick. The first pick you'll be drafting is second round pick number 47. It's a decline. And then you'll... It's, it's a decline. Unless, okay. I think, I would like you to put a first round pick next year. There has to be a first round pick. Because you're right, they don't have a lot of draft. They, they have a pick on, they have, you know, a first, a second, and a third though. And obviously they have six picks overall. But you're asking a team who... You know, I don't know what the, the attitude is in the building. They have a lot of holes on their team. Um, we saw, I mean, I would like to think they're probably in a win-now mode. If I'm a Falcons fan, this isn't really a time to rebuild. Uh, you, you know, maybe they missed their window, but overnight bus a year ago happened. You know, we all were on the bus. We all hopped on the overnight bus a year ago. And this is a team that we saw, you know, put some wins together at the end of the year, obviously. They still have they have a franchise quarterback who's a, you know a top 15 guy you would say they have weapons um, they just brought in Todd Gurley for whatever that's worth they have a lot of issues on defense and you'd be helping an NFC you know a team in the NFC that 
You would have to move. They would have to. You would have to move back to twenty twenty one or twenty two, in my opinion. Whatever the the Eagles pick is, they can't just the you know the opportunity cost for the Falcons to to get a couple more picks and on day two and day three and not be able to get a corner of their choice or a guy like Kinlaw if he falls. Well, you're getting Sydney Jones. Sydney, too. but Lee, Lee, Sydney Jones has not been good in the NFL. Has had injury issues and. Was is going to be? You're going to have to re-sign him in a year, so you can get a, a fresh rookie contract, or you're having Sidney Jones come in, who hasn't really been that good, and has had injury issues, and you're going to have to re-sign him or not re-sign him. So, I just yeah, I, I would leave. I mean, just to throw my my hat in the ring here, I would be much more willing to move back to to 21 and take less on the back end yeah. than just to take yeah. a slew of of day two picks. Yeah, um, I'd I'd rather do that. Well, I was just and, taking and, and it more Sydney, from the, I was Jones just taking it more really from the Eagles' perspective, just because I'd rather I get would, a Rasul Douglas. If, than, if I were the Sydney Eagles, Jones. I would I would like fleece out my back end just so I can get more those impact two first round picks. First round in the first round. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand what you're trying really to do as the Eagles, and you're like, really I, I want to. Yeah, yeah. Could you guys know me? I've been I've been vocal for having the Eagles do the the Broncos trade that I was talking about earlier. I think I, I like where your head's at, Lee, because I think this is a team that's in a win now mode and is in a position where I think they can move up and, and get an elite level receiver or whoever they want, or they can, you know, sit back and take a player of their choice. So I definitely like where your head's at, but I just don't think the trade makes any sense for Atlanta. Very nice. So that that does it for our uh, trades, right? Oh yeah. Yes. Beautiful. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. I did. I did too. I did too. Let's uh, let, let's hop right into our our little perfect pairings. So I have I made two, right? Did you guys make two? I did four, but I can. Oh wow. Go, okay. I can, I can well, go through them t- quick. Pick pick your favorite two, Tommy, and then you can speed round. I, I suppose. Okay. All right. I did, why I why don't two. you go first? Since since you have four, Tommy, <laughs> give us your two least favorite ones. Just um, just rapid fire. I mean, I can't rank them like that, but I'll just do two real quick. I mean, this, okay. this ties into our conversation earlier, and I just said top four for Tampa Bay, a top four offensive tackle at, at pick 14, and I, this is me being their GM. I Any of the top four guys, you know, with Makai Becton being the, the least palatable of those, being available at 14, and then being able to get uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the second round. Um, I had that as a, a, a kind of dream pairing. And then for the Eagles – Apropos of what I just said about them being um, aggressive and trading up in the Eagles, they're not. In, oh, they're in the top ten now. No, 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 no. I said apropos oh. of what I just said, I'm going to have them sticking at you know 21 and, and picking Patrick Queen and Brandon Ayuk as their second round pick. If if both of those guys are there, I think that would be a, a dream scenario for the Eagles. I did it. Wait, did, okay. So you didn't stick to the top ten teams. Oh, it was top ten teams. Yeah, I believe so, right? Is that what you did? Well, I, d- I did top okay. 10 teams, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a guy that they get the top 10 in the draft, and then you come around in the second round, and you pick up a nice little pair. Oh, I'm, st- I'm was- sorry, guys. I can, I mean, okay. I, can, I can adjust on the fly if you want. <laughs> it's okay. I do have a Lions pick in there, a, 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 so, a bonus right. Lions pick, so that counts, I guess. All right, let's, let's throw it to Lee. Let's throw it to Lee. Um, I did a little. My first one is my dream scenario, and that's uh, that's the Lions getting Chase Young and Malik Harrison, two guys out of Ohio State that I think would pair well, play together in college, and two positions in need. I think for the Lions, um, that that would be an interesting pair. And then 
another one I had was the ja- uh, Jacksonville Jaguars getting Xavier McKinney and AJ Epineza. I think that those two guys are huge needs for Jacksonville and could be versatile players on Jacksonville's defense. Um, Jacksonville needs a little help on the inside of their defense and on the edge, which I think Epineza could do. And then on the back end at safety, um, they need a lot of help. And I think Xavier McKinney is probably my favorite safety in the draft. So Did those you- are my two. And then I, I threw a bonus one in of Joe Burrow and Justin Jefferson. If the Bengals could pull that off, getting yeah. those two LSU guys and, and bringing that connection to Cincinnati would be pretty exciting. That, that would be beautiful. Lee, did, were you saying Epinesa at 20, or is that their second-round pick? Is this in your scenario? I was, that was 9 and 20. So that, okay. that, was, that was like a first, okay. the first round, uh, yeah, like a little wild card play there. Okay. <clears throat> I'll, uh, so I had uh, the Miami Dolphins get their, get their franchise quarterback uh, to attack Valoa. At five, or maybe they move up to three with Detroit, but they they get Tua. Hopefully, and, move and up they, to three. Yeah, and and they but then they keep they they keep their second round even if they do trade at, at thirty nine, and they take J.K. Dobbins. Mm. So I'm just gonna get a nice little. I think he spent a lot of money on defense and free agency. Let's just. I know they signed Jordan Howard, but still, I mean that's not anything super special. And so just gonna get a dynamic player like J.K. in there at running back uh, to pair with your young quarterback. I think you know you could definitely go receiver at 39, depending on who's there. But I think they're they're happy with what Devontae Parker showed last year when he got out of the Adam Gase uh, doghouse. I think Albert Wilson's an, a nice player as well, and you know John Danner's uh, favorite trade uh, trade uh, bait, Preston Williams. Yeah. Right, S- sitting there. Yeah. I think now on the Lee Murray. Uh, yes, sir. Team right on the on the roster rostered in Lee Murray's. Uh, you know, tours runner, ACL runner the week team. I traded for him. Yeah. <laughs> And I'll, but coming back strong. Yes, I'll throw my, my two bonuses real quick. NFC North bonus. First, I got the Packers taking LaVisca at 30 and then uh, being able to take Troy Dye at the end of the second round, too. I think those would be two really good picks for, uh, for the Packers and trying to, trying to improve that team. And then my, uh, my dream scenario for the Lions is Isaiah Simmons uh, at three and then Damon Arnett at, at 35 or whatever the pick is. That's, uh, that would be my dream scenario for the Lions. I think Lee's going to be a supporter of that. Yeah, I definitely support that. I think that'd be awesome. I did um, have Okuda and Arnett on here too. Just oh, you just double double corner, double corner, double Ohio State, <laughs> double dip. All of your lions involved Ohio State. You got yeah. you got Chase Young, and then you have. Do you think? I mean, Lee, do you think the Malik Harrison? I'm assuming is just a you pick because I doubt yeah. the Lions will. I would go on a, a prophecy here unless they. Add some more picks with like a Miami trade. They're or not going to take a linebacker. I don't think they'll take a linebacker in the draft. No, yeah, they probably won't. I just really don't like their linebackers. So yeah, I know. I have trouble, I, I have trouble I, like coming to terms with that. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree with you guys. I think uh, I would be shocked if Jeff Okuda is not the pick. To be honest, I would be like surprised. Did you read just, my article? Huh, I did read. I did read your article, but I think I think that uh, uh, Patricia. I mean, he obviously values all those guys but i think the the slay trade and how much they seemingly value corners i just think they uh you know i just think akuda i think akuda is going to be the pick obviously you know it wouldn't be a bad pick for them either way I if, think. You, if you value corners though wouldn't you kept slay i mean i think <laughs> i think if patricia didn't uh do what he did in that in that phone i mean i think there's a lot of things they could have done to to, cle- to keep slay you know obviously you know, I've, I mean, I've, if you look at if you look at Slay's deal, it's really only two years, thirteen mil, and then then Philly can get out of it. Yeah, I mean that makes sense, but he isn't he the highest paid corner in the NFL right now? The time yeah, based game? on yeah, but but Philly can get out of it with only six mil in dead cap and paying thirteen a year. 
It's a good. I mean, it's a good deal. But if he's if he's playing yeah. if he's playing at a high level when he's thirty three or thirty four or whatever it is, then well, it's it's like thirty two. Yeah. Yeah, thirty two. He still should be. I mean, I don't think I don't expect a you know precipitous drop off in play, but who knows? Um, I'm gonna throw so I'll throw out my uh, my last perfect pair here, and this is the New York Giants. And uh, just for the record, these are two players that I haven't done any tape work on, but it's just guys that I've seen. Um, Tristan Wirfs, I'm going to take him at, at tackle at uh, number five overall. And then uh, coming around to 36, I mean, in the top five, I'm sorry, at four overall for the, for, the, for the Giants. I see sometimes you take Isaiah Simmons. I see him go to the Giants a lot at four, but I'll take Jeremy Chin at 36, a guy oh, from wow. the Saluki. He's been getting a lot of hype. Haven't really watched any of him because it's hard to find Saluki tape, especially for uh, you throw, know all twenty-two. Throw on that but, uh, North Dakota State tape. It's good tape. All right, yeah. So uh, I'll take I'll take the, the the Isaiah Simmons light in in some senses and, and Jeremy Chin at thirty-six. Um, I actually kind of want to talk about that real quick. I think if Isaiah Simmons is on the board for the Giants, I think they, I think they have to take him because I think at least in my uh, in in my uneducated opinion, I think the tackle depth at the top of the second round is much better than the linebacker depth or potential just hybrid. Just putting Isaiah Simmons with Jabril, you can play him on the, the back end if you want, or I still think they have major issues at linebacker. I don't think Blake Martinez uh, shores up anything. So um, this is a team that needs speed at the second level, and I don't think Jeremy Chin is, is in the same stratosphere as Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons. Who do you think is there for them at tackle in the second? I think Lee's boy uh, Prince Tega. I mean, there's a, there's, it just really depends on who you fall in love with. Like, all the, the draft-nick guys, like Austin Jackson and, um, you know, Lucas Niang. But then there's guys like Matthew Pert from UConn. There's a bunch of dudes who went to the Super Bowl. Driscoll, the other tackle from Auburn. Um, I just think the, uh, the, the... Yeah, I kind of agree with Tommy, to be honest. The drop. Well, I, I, just, think, I just wanted to see who he, you know, wanted. I just, the, yeah, no, I just think that even... I like Blake Martinez, but even with signing Blake Martinez, you still really don't have that much talent at linebacker. Um, and if you bring a guy like Isaiah Simmons in, I think it can make your defense that much more dynamic um, on, on multiple levels. Well, and I just think that, yeah. Lee, what are you... I feel the same way about the Chargers. Yeah. The Chargers are on the clock and Isaiah Simmons is there. Why the heck not throw that guy back there with, with Derwin James with the linebackers you have um, yeah. and, and, let your, and, let your, and let your offense go to work? Already have a, Just adding more talent to an already talented roster I think would be the way to go. Yep. Nice. Anything? Uh, so, uh, any uh, just last last notes? Any any little discussion points you guys wanted to stick out here? I, I think that of, pretty much does I, it. I kind of have a prophecy that I want you guys to react to, um, and it's not a reflection of my reflection on the player. But I don't think Derek Brown or Kinlaw is going to go in the top ten. I mean, especially Derek Brown. I think Derek Brown. Uh, yeah, I don't. That's I don't a heck of a. Is it, so, are you putting this in stone here? Yeah, let's put it in stone. Okay. And I think it's going to be – it's a reflection on the NFL's uh, valuation valuation of him. I don't think he's going to go in the top ten. Are you going to add your little your little receiver and tackle run to, to this uh, – I mean, I'm, you know, th- I'm, I'm, I'm open to it. I'm open to it. I know – You don't have to. I just – you know, you were talking a big game. I mean, the I, only I, way he's not going to go in the top ten is if that happens. Not necessarily. Well, it depends. I think the Jaguars. You said your you said yourself that he that he has the highest floor in the draft. I hundred percent. And I think the Jaguars would be the spot that would blow that up for me. But I don't think he's gonna go. I don't think Detroit's gonna pick him. I don't think. I don't, uh, Tommy. I don't think that's the worst thing ever. I'm just you know. 
I'm much more confident in that than I don't think four tackles and three receivers have to go in the top 15 for Derek Brown to not go in the top 10 or whatever. And I do think that three tackles are going in the top. T- I mean, I think the, tack- the tackle run's going to happen early. Real, I mean, there's just so much need there, especially if the Chargers don't take a quarterback. You know? I would, I, I would, I would think, I mean, I think, Derek Brown could fall out of the top 10 if three QBs go in the top 10. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can see it. I, I just, I don't know. I have a hard time seeing him, I like, think, get past Jacksonville. I think there's no way he gets past Carolina. I think this whole thing on Carolina's tanking and, like, oh, yeah. they're punting. They don't. How about he? Derek Brown is available at seven. He's got the highest floor, and he's your biggest need. Why would you not take him? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely... It literally would make no sense for them not to take him. They just signed Teddy Bridgewater. They just signed Robbie Anderson. Their offense was decent last year. They have arguably the best offensive player in the NFL. Like, you need you need players on every level of your defense. Keekly retired. You lost your defensive interior defensive lineman, and, you're, and you cut Eric Reed. Or, so you need help all over the place yeah. on defense. Bring in Derek Brown and draft around him. I mean, I, I, I think that that... I, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, but I just think that it angers me that the idea that Carolina is in this spot similar to Jacksonville where they're just, like, trying to acquire picks. And, like, oh, Rule, he's just getting his feet wet. It's like, I think Carolina is looking to compete, man. Um, I do, too. I, really I do. agree with you on that. With Like, I don't know if, if how many, taking... How many, you know... Tommy, I, 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 I'm not going to dissent you, so there you go. All right. Lee, are you dissenting? I'm going to dissent you. I'll definitely dissent you, yeah. How many worthless carries is Christian McCaffrey going to have? You know, how, know. how many how many more carries you want to yeah. give that guy where you're not going to? You know, I just think that you kind of have to. You're doing yourself a disservice by not trying to win now, and that's why I think they signed Bridgewater and Robbie Anderson. I think they're really trying to win games. Yeah, I mean Robbie Anderson got a two-year deal. Brule coached him in college. Uh, I I don't. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they took a tackle too. I I I mocked uh, Derek Brown. I've mocked Derek Brown to them a lot. You're you're completely right. I just think it's I just think it's the easiest pick. It would be like the easiest pick to make in the draft. I think. Yeah. If you're at seven and and the board has gone pretty much how you thought it would go, like it goes, uh, you know, Burrow, Young, Okuda, Worfs, Tua, and Herbert, or or then Car- Simmons. Oh, well, yeah. Well, that's you know? well, that's it's great you brought that up, Lee, because if Simmons is on the board at seven. I would then they maybe they take him yeah especially quickly retiring yeah I think I think maybe that that would arguably be even easier of a pick because Simmons helps on all three levels of the defense basically yeah. so but then I I still feel like I don't know I I'll, I'll still dissent it just based off I think Derek Brown is too undeniable of a player to not go in the top ten I I, just I, think I like agree with you he's a top ten talent that's why I wanted to say it's not a reflection on the player I yep. just. It's more of how I think the draft's gonna go. It's just a it's a yeah. It's light light prophecy. I'll dissent. I'll dissent just for just for good game. Good game. <laughs> I had good a fair game. I had a just to, to wrap the podcast up. I had a little website editing uh, decision slash idea I wanted to float by you. And and Tommy, by the way, that just remind me if you want to try and set up your account again here. Yeah. Post pod, I'll, I'll I'll stick with you. All right, all right, cool. Try cool. and get you, you know get you get you a writer status. <laughs> Um, I was thinking in the prophecy section of the site, all of the recent prophecies are at the bottom, and I feel like I should flip it on its head. The most recent ones coming at the top. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I kind of like that. I yeah, kind of okay. like that. <laughs> and especially just to get rid of some of the ones that haven't gone so well. You know?
Gotta yeah, get that totally. fresh meat up top. <laughs> From years ago, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm one, I was one year off. I was, I was one year off on Derrick Henry.